All right, here we are now. We're talking with Colin. No, we're not going to talk with Colin, are it's we? It's Harry. I think he looks Harry. Harry, Hank. Hank, they're going to be Hank, the same. Hank. 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 Yeah. Hey there. So we're now sitting down. We're talking with, well, let's just call him Hank. Hi, Hank. Hey, Hank. Hi, guys. So Hank is a professional body man, and Hank's been in the business certified. for... Certified. Certified. Red Seal certified. Hank, how long have you been in the business for? Hank's thinking. I have to think about it for a second. Uh, 2001? 2001. 15 years. 15 years. I said, you nailed it, Dave. You said 15 years. Great. So 15 years. You uh, primarily works on a lot of uh, import German cars, you were saying? Yep. Um, and uh, we're going to sit down and have a chat with them and uh, get of a little course. bit of the scoop on uh, the auto body uh, business. So the first question i like to ask everybody, Colin, what's your favorite make of car? What is my favorite make of car? Uh, to be totally honest with you, I would probably say Audi. Audi? Um, just because I grew up as a Volkswagen guy, and um, then I moved up in the world. That's a step up, yeah. <laughs> and they're made by the same company, so, um, and I work on a fair bit of them, and I find them tech-friendly to work on. They're uh, pretty smarmy cars. Back in the day, my favorite was those Audi Quattros. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man, I beat on one of those off-road in my buddy's mom's car. I'm hoping she never hears this, because we beat the crap out of that thing off-road. Awesome toys. Awesome toys. So you work on a lot of Audis. I work on a lot of Audis. I don't own an Audi, though, which is ironic. Yeah. But I do work on a lot so of So what them. Audi would you own if you owned one? Besides an R8 V10 Lamborghini well, motor. Be, yeah. Well, I don't have the money for an R8. Um... <laughs> Why didn't they call the V10 version of the R8 an R10? An R10? Are they stupid? I don't know. I have not worked on one of those yet. But they're um, aluminum body, aren't they? Like aluminum, like frame. Yes. Hey, aluminum carbon fiber, yeah, probably. Those are crazy yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it would probably be an A4. I would love an S4, but I would not yeah. want to feed an S4 or. Yeah do work to an S4, so I would probably go with an A4. A4, I like the A8s. Yeah, yeah. A4, 1.8 liter turbo, standard. Yeah. Good car. Yeah, it's a pretty good car. Yeah, good no, car. I'll give I don't know about the new ones, though. You, I mean, you you get to work on the new ones. Like, are the new ones as nice as that? Like, I only really know Audis from, like, that era. But are the new ones, like... The new ones are nice, man. You yeah. sit in them, everything's... Oh, they're tight. beautiful, but I'm yeah. still... I, I, Audis always kind of miss something to me because... If I'm in the market spending Audi money, especially talking like A8 or something like that, I'm also in the market for a BMW or a Benz. Yeah, you know and, what? And I'm sorry, I, you know, they're two. That's they're they're not the same. All Audi kind of has this, this little niche market all on their own. But they are so, they are all quite different. Like um, I would own a BMW. I wouldn't own a Mercedes. Um, no, I don't like. Mercedes we work on a lot of BMWs. We work on some Mercedes BMWs. Are much more tech friendly. I can't own a, I can't own any of those though. So being a neither, Jew, neither could I. Being, really. being a Jew, I just I couldn't do it yet. Let it go, man. Just saying. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Uh, yeah. So obviously, you're a body man. You work on a lot of Audis at yeah. the shop that you're at. You work on a lot of BMWs. Yes, I do. Do you have any like truck background? I do have a truck background. Because I came from a smaller town where we worked on a lot of trucks. Mm. Where I am now, I don't work on so many trucks. There's a, uh, an older tech at our shop who works mostly on the trucks. So 
Yeah, I work on little bits of kind of everything. So what car? What car is solid? Like, are they solid cars? These Audis and the BMWs? Like, are you? Uh, yes. Like people um, surviving in these guys. I mean, obviously they've been your body shop. Well, I mean, I think the, Dave's saying the question is, is that I can buy a uh, Chevy Cobalt or an Audi A4, uh, not the same money, and that's the point. Am I getting a stiffer, better, more survivable vehicle? Very. And an Audi, so. really. Yes. You get what you pay for. That's good to hear. From a body guy, I wouldn't believe it. I'd think the leather seats and the fancy stereo, and that's all that it was. But uh, it's interesting to see that they're, you use they're a built cobalt a little better. against an Audi, though? Come on. They get yes. a Cavalier or something against an Audi. A Cobalt? <laughs> a Cavalier. They gave them, I actually think they paid their customers to have those cars back. Probably did. Oh, man. Chevy's had some I don't bad even days. know that they still make it anymore. Like, you'd have to put an Audi against a Cadillac. Would you put like a, like the four cylinder Cadillac against the four cylinder Audi? That'd be a good actual. See what the Cadillac's like. A couple customers have bought one of those those new Cadillacs. Those new Caddies are basically they're they're German. I mean the suspension and everything. They're they're not the big old boats they used to be. They're all super engineered and yeah. you know I'm I'm pretty impressed with them. I don't know that I'd buy a Cadillac, but they are pretty awesome. Not that Europeans your European cars, sorry, don't have types of traits like that. But when I think of a Cadillac, I think of in five years, wiring disaster problems. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, some cars are like that. They're luxurious and, um, but they have a, they've got a time frame. They've got a time go wrong. And yeah. those, you know, there's a reason why simple cars Made it for long periods of time being made. You know, companies made them for a long time. Volkswagen Beetle. Yes, Lots a lot many. less problems to yeah. go. A lot less technology to cause you a problem. To cause you a problem. And then the question is, do the do the Americans have the ability to do it well as the finicky, finite, very precise German because I make it just the way I want perfect? Well, I've always heard That wasn't very that, German, was it? Um, you know, North America was always about 10 years in technology behind Europe. Absolutely. And you can see that in a, you know, an 86 Volkswagen GTI. If you look at the style, how the, Feeling you know, the door handles come out. Yep. You know, 10 years later, GM came with a, out with a similar design, <laughs> you know. Actually, you know, it was a 94 Volkswagen. Where oh, yeah. They separate. And everybody oh. moves to those now. I didn't know that. Neither did I. Yeah, yeah the mechanic, I don't take that many door handles off. And like, it's just, the trades are so that much different. Like you, you would think that I, yeah. When you go and you open up a door handle on all, like many cars today, the door handle comes out and where a lock cylinder would yeah. be at the back, if it has a lock cylinder or doesn't, that position stays stationary. Yeah. There's right. actually a way that comes out first and then the handle pops back and slides out. Yeah. Well, Volkswagen was using this in the early 90s. Now every car... Now these systems suck. Don't you think the BMW X5 door handles? Well, the X5 the sucks anyways. To get the handles out? They, to get them out is fine. Yeah. But they break. Like They're the most crappily designed handle. Like I've replaced so many of those inside Oh really? I've never come across that. Oh, the whole BMW oh. X5 sucks. I I've done... But I, I wanted it. You know, you were saying like that the, you know, the Germans and then Five years later come the Americans along, ten years later, and do it, but back in the day, that was the opposite, right? I mean, this is interesting how times have changed. Mm -hmm. The very first car 
ever built with conventional controls. Oh, we know there's the argument, was it, was it for Henry Ford? Was it Mercedes? Who was it that made the first car? But the first car that came around that had conventional controls with a gas pedal beside a brake pedal, with beside a clutch pedal, with turn signals on the steering wheel, with a transmission, uh, the very first car with a key that started it, that was a, that was a Cadillac. That was the very first one that had all the conventional controls. Don't get me wrong, I love Now everybody Cadillac. makes it just like that. It's just funny how times have changed. Every, I mean, I like Cadillacs, but Colin's right, man. Like, they I like don't ride in Cadillacs. They don't last, man. I, they don't don't necessarily like to own one. The problem with Cadillacs, I think that GM tries all their new stuff on Cadillacs, like all that technology, mm. and some of it doesn't work. Some of it yeah, does. Yeah, I, I mean, that may be a marketing thing, because that's Mercedes. You know, Mercedes, if you want to know what's going to be in every car in 15 years, just go to the Mercedes dealership and have a look. Cause I've never liked Mercedes. Like, I'm a BM, I'd pick a BMW I, over Mercedes. I don't know why. I, certain, wrong, BMWs, certain BMWs I would take, certain Mercedes I would take. If I was looking for a truck, there's, you know, like an SUV, there's no way I'd look at that BMW. It's a piece of garbage. That was, I like uh, the X5 that's though. just a little car is what it is. No, the X5 is horrible. I don't, it's I like an awful, awful. I really car. like the new X5s. Yeah, they're awful. They do. They they're they're not a truck. Okay, let's compare the X5 BMW full jam against the Mercedes full jam, and throw in as well know, on top the of there. You don't even know what the name is for the Mercedes SUV. Well, yeah, it's what the what GL. I dug at the GL 350. Uh, GLK 550. Well, I'd go the 350 because I'd probably want the diesel. I don't think I need a, that much power much in my little care. little truck. Right? So I'd definitely be with a GL and 350 with the blue tech. Oh, I <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, Gary. I'm just saying, like, that's Mercedes aren't as popular as BMW. Or go with Everybody the, knows what an X5 is. But nobody, you tell somebody what it, whatever you just said. I don't know. Well, I just think I'll tell you one thing. Wow. I don't have a Mercedes SUV. Nor do I have a BMW SUV. Yeah. So I can't really tell you which one is better. Yeah. All I can tell you by working on either or which I have, which yeah. one would be more tech friendly, and it's the BMW. So we. Yeah, I disagree with you both wholeheartedly. I would you know what? absolutely, the the tech I would the absolutely end up in a Range Rover. Oh, yeah, oh, that's would. even. Oh. oh, God. We won't even talk about Range Rover. Yeah, let's not get started with that. Well, I mean, in the American, the American opinion and the uh, versus the British opinion or the European opinion are two completely different things. You know, I mean, the BMW, the X5, I think it's the sales here that has made that a sustainable vehicle for BMW. I don't know, man. X5 I mean, over you go over to Europe, then nobody's buying them, and everybody's buying the Volvos. The yeah. XC90 has just crushed everybody. It's a small SUV, though. Like, it's not a big S. Like the cab of a. X90 isn't massive. I would say the X5 is bigger I inside. Know. I think you got to do a little more homework. I don't know, man. I work on Volvos all the time. All the time. Yeah, XC90s? Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of XC90s. And I, they have no room in the back. Even their S60, like you couldn't get a child seat. In the X60s, it's a car, it's, it's yeah, tiny. I know, I'm just saying. I wouldn't buy an X90. But I think Volvos simply. have always been that way myself. Yeah. They used to be spacious, though. Like the old 740s, they were a big car. That T5R. Remember that bad boy? Oh, I had one a T5R. Of those. I think it was the greatest car commercial ever. 
Do you ever remember that commercial and they had the, uh, the cameras focused on a racetrack? And you got all the Grand Touring cars all whipping around the yeah, track. Yeah, they got, yeah. I think there's a Porsche went by, there's a BMW that went by, you know, and now here comes this Volvo station wagon just passing them all. Oh, beautiful advertising. So anyways, back to the body shop. We can get sidetracked really easily Let's doing Let's talk this. about aging cars. Like, I mean, do you know, like, what do you work on any, like, Acuras, Honda? Oh, cars. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, no, they're Calm usually down, fairly tech-friendly. Yeah. Um, back, you know, in the past, they never usually came with a lot of options. So it was easier to take door panels and things and stuff like that apart. Uh, but nowadays, they're starting to get into more stuff. Um, I find that Hondas probably have a more difficult door handle setup if you're taking door handles out. Um, but any, you know, they use standard 10 mil bolts for a lot of stuff, Phillips screws, um, where, you know, Europeans will use slightly different, um, Ford uses really odd, odd stuff that other cars don't, like 7 mil bolts, yeah, 5.5 millimeter yeah, fender well screws. And uh, just weird stuff like that. Inverted torques. That's yeah. Say. That's a German thing too, though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you say tech, you know, and, and, and the techiness of the car makes a big difference when you go to do body repair on it? Yes, definitely. If a, if a job, you know, I know that, that all the store handles and nightmare to get out, uh, takes you longer. Um, sometimes you don't, you know, the time isn't there for it if it's more sure. difficult of a job, right? So you end up losing time. Yeah, um, yeah central you know, locking and keypads. Time, and time is time's money. valuable, right? Yep. So Carl, from what you've seen, and just on your honest opinion, right? Like, So I'm, I'm talking like car crunched, right? You gotta get, like the frame's bent, unibody's bent, and you gotta get it within the OEM specs, right? Which car has the most precise OEM specs? The European cars, most really? all yeah, the yeah. European cars, yeah. Usually when uh, you fix a vehicle, you know, you, in general speaking, you have three mils tolerance, meaning that, you know, you're within three mils of the spec. You're all good. You're, you're good. Uh, you know, I try to be dead on, because if you try to be dead on, then no matter what, you're going to be close. Um, but, you know, a lot of cars are different. Unibodies are usually easier to pull than, you know, a conventional frame. frame vehicle, which would be a pickup truck or something like that, right? Um, frames are built of much thicker metal um, than the unibody, but they're high-strength steel in the unibody, so don't get me wrong, they're strong too, but yeah. generally speaking, easier to, to pull something would be, you know, anything that that's unibody. Um, hmm. Do you find working with different manufacturers like metal, like the pr actual like body of the car, like different grades, some are yeah. better than others, really? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Some companies Do you notice different. a difference in that with one manufacturer on different models? Mm. No, most of the manufacturers stick to the same, same general ideas. Would, would my ideas. Chevy Cobalt? Steel be the same steel as on my, like my catalog. <laughs> you brought it up the other day and it's just stuck catalog. in my head. Um, 
I'd like to think that my Cadillac would be built a little better bit steel. better steel than the Cobalt was. The steel? If probably, there was even steel in the Cobalt. The steel's probably no different. It probably comes from the same factory. Probably comes uh, from the same stamp. They probably have better engineering on how it's put together. Each other put together. They lap um, the metal over top of each other and stuff. Well, you know, there's different layers when you get into like a, you know, an A pillar or B pillar. Yeah. You know, there's, they put in high strength steel you know, pieces in between that, you know, are designed to take the impact, take the impact right? Um, where the outer skin wouldn't necessarily, right? Yeah. True. That's why we have, you know, intrusion bars inside of doors. Same idea, right? I don't even know what intrusion bars are. Oh, you don't? Can you explain it to us? Yeah, for sure. Like when you have a, a door, it's made up of an outer skin, which okay. your handle is bolted to, and then a, an inner of your door, which would be like the support yeah. or the strength of the outer. That the door panel attaches. Yeah, the, exactly, okay. the inner part of the door. Um, but you have an intrusion bar, which basically goes across. There's one, sometimes even two. Yeah, I've seen them um, now that you said. I just never knew there was like a... Goes through the inside of the door from end to end. Yeah. So when a vehicle hits you, you know, it's not going through the thin layers of metal. It's hitting it's that intrusion bar, a strong, you know, say, pipe, you know. Um, it's designed like to take cage. that impact. Yeah, you know. That's right. the only reason that I know what they are from roll cages. That on certain different levels of roll cages, maybe you don't a three point or a five point, but when you start getting a nine point and higher roll cages, you have that intrusion bar that's just a bar, and there's usually a clip, or you have to climb up out over top of it. That's the only reason that I knew about those. Well, it's like in, it's like taking a roll bar and cutting it into pipes. And then putting the pipe inside the door, yeah. so that when the door gets hit, the pipe stops it from hitting you, yeah. whatever object is yeah. coming through. Absolutely. Hmm. You learn something new every day, right, David? So even like, cause like, I mean, now that I've known you for a while, you know, I can see when you look at vehicles, you can tell on vehicles from factory that you know, if the doors line up, you know, the gap between the doors and all that stuff. What do you think, in your opinion, and it's only an opinion, what do you think car has the best, like, from factory lined up? Like, as far oh, as... Like, anything German. Just still I was going to say, I'd like, go, I go anything German. Better than, like, a, a Honda? Like, a Toyota? Yeah, Honda. Oh, way you, better. You, you get a... You take a good look at a new Honda. Like a Lexus? A Lexus? Well, a Lexus is a Toyota. Right? Yeah, same thing. Um, I know, they, but you know what? like the Lexus, high end. They're pretty good. If you get higher end... You know, Japanese, they're better. Like Lower end, you know, Acura, Honda, stuff like that. They don't care so much. You go look at a brand new vehicle, yeah. and you know, I've seen many um, Acura, I think the MDXs, um, we've had brand new ones come through the shop where somebody's bought it and complained about the gaps, and they want us to line it up better, and it's a brand new car. That's wow. Nice. wow. Um, but you get anything, you know, you take a, you know, we talked about an Audi A4, yeah. you know bring that in and you take a good look at it and the gaps are flawless. Yeah, the Audi gaps are lines really all flawless. Um, you know, there's certain cars you can, even as a body man, you know, get away with more because of, you know, what type of vehicle it, yeah, it yeah. was, right? Um, not that anybody's cutting corners, but you... They just have a bigger degree of perfect. Yeah, right? anything, you know, a lot of domestic stuff. Yeah. You know, especially your cheaper domestic stuff. If you go buy a Focus or a Ford Ranger or a, you know, a Cobalt or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, one of a domestic company's bottom line vehicle yeah. is always the worst. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they're cutting costs so that that vehicle could be cheaper for you. That's time. Well, and they're also okay. making those cars and sharing platforms with, a, you know, a few different models that look completely different. Yeah. So it's, I mean, obviously it's not going to be made to make you'll, one car. You'll find with a lot of companies as a tech that no matter what their vehicle, no matter what the, the, the model is that the brand has made, the, the genetics of it are always very similar. You know, if you get a Honda SUV and a Honda Civic, you know, they're built very similar, even though it's, a, you know, the fenders don't look the same, the doors don't right. look the same, the body shapes don't look the same, but as a tech, the door handles all come out the same similar way. The, the mirrors unbolt a very similar way. Thankfully. You know, rear bumpers, you know, when I see a, you know, a, a Honda SUV, I'm gonna, in my head, go and approach the bumper to take off the bumper, like a Honda car if I've done one, because they tend to use the same. That makes sense. Engineer. I mean, I think Dave, that'll equate with you with with uh, mechanic stuff. I mean, from my mechanical experiences back in the day and working on hot rods and stuff like that. I mean, you know, they were all pretty much the same. I don't care what size, uh, you know, Chevy block I got, but everything was in the same spot. The distributor was in the same spot, and you know. I feel for my trade. They're always trying to reinvent the wheel. Like, Nowadays, that's why I said back in my day. Yeah. But. Yeah, well, there know. is always a lot of, I'm noticing in cars that come through, a lot more new technology that they're trying out, and, and you know, especially in the types of cars that I work with, because they're higher end cars, and there's much, you know, you're, you're paying for those more gadgets, right? right. Um, but I find as a body tech, you know, a mechanic would be a completely different story, but as a body tech, I don't find that stuff affects my job too much day to day on different types. Um, just because we don't work on a lot of wiring and mechanical stuff, right? Yeah, um, different. Where that's, you know, where they're trying to change. Uh, maybe different designs of how they put panels together or, you know, whether there's... So there's a question for you, Carl, like compared to like when you, 15 years ago when you first started and those cars compared to the cars you're working on now. Is there a, a quality difference? Is there a safety difference between that fifteen years of cars that you've been working? Have we on? made any? Have we made any improvements? They keep talking about all these, you know, crash ratings and all this stuff. Are, are we making improvements on cars? I definitely think that they're safer today's world. Yeah. Um, I think back in the past, they thought that they were making the car safer by making it stronger and heavier and tougher. Yeah, that's but good. it wasn't always the case because, you know, you get hit in something like that, well, you're still hitting a brick wall or another car or something. You just fly across that car and hit a thick piece of metal. Yeah. Now they design cars to comfort your fall. You know what I mean? Right, like yeah. You'll throw the egg off the roof in a bag thing, right? Like, yeah. I think we're done. Hey, we're going to have to be calling again. That's Something still recording. Wrong? I can't pause it right now. Just kill it. Huh? That's dead. No. No, no we're not going to finish it. I know. I, I, I'm in the middle of an interview with Barry and Dave. I hope this is really important. What is it? Because I had to pause the interview. We're not saving this anyway, so there's... You're not saving it? Well, we're, we'll save it. We're not using it. We need yes, instead of like what crap. was it, 2008? Right. It's not... Pretty easy. Hmm? Okay, try 9,008. So, uh, uh, 
you we were talking the twenty minute show. Yeah, for some reason it got that switched around. That was twenty three minutes. Zero into a nine. I finally you know, figured it out. We talked about like Hondas and like Kia. Yeah, try that's it. That's what I'm saying. Right like now. you, you, you know, there's, there's, this is a two hour show. Yep. I told you. Sorry, guys. No, no. He was phoning, and then I didn't answer it. Then my dad's phone was phoning, and I didn't answer it. Then right away he started phoning again. I'm like, okay, is somebody fucking dying here. Yeah, no doubt. Don't worry about calling. We have, like, don't worry about it. What time do you have to be in Wizard? Uh, 20 minutes. That's good. Are you really? It's not really. It didn't work? Well, well then you're going to have to wait. Getting ready for bed. I'm sorry. Getting up like five, five, five thirty, right? Like you know. We'll do it till eight. We'll keep going till eight. Well, we're just ending it up. So, a question I had, we're just gonna pick off where we left off there. I mean, we're not even really using this per se. It's we're not using this because the audio is gonna be crap. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to give you a call, but yeah. Well, we might be able to clean it up, and I can edit this part out and stuff. So okay. So, speak of that, Colin. You know, what about the new? Electric cars. Have you had a, uh, a Tesla in the shop? Yes, I have. I've worked on two Teslas. Okay. So I, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the electric car, but we're still five years away from where they're practical. In my mind, we don't have batteries. We don't, we don't have the technology yet. It's great. Elon Musk is a superhero, although he's not. Because I got to tell you, quite honestly. The guy's a billionaire and is a young, handsome playboy. Why the hell is he not Batman? Because if I was him, I would be Batman. Anyways, <laughs> the look of disgust on Colin's face was priceless. I'm just picturing no, you no. in some spandex Batman. I was outfit. trying to think. That's going to be. <laughs> Again? Like, the. What? I was trying to think of the Tesla, and then you kind of got sidetracked, and then I started following you, and then lost kind of where I was. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so I, I do have a concern with, you with have the, the batteries. an electric Batmobile. Okay, here's no. what I think. Tesla. Um, God, like, fuck off. <laughs> first of all, there's no, there's no book time for Tesla yet. Tesla oh, doesn't come out. Okay. You know, usually when we do an estimate on a car, there's yeah. a book time yeah. on how much time to take a door handle out or a bumper yeah, sure. or you know, change a quarter pound or something like that. But there's no time for Tesla. Um, so we kind of had to. No, 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 sorry, I don't want to. But don't usually the manufacturers provide that. Usually, but sometimes it takes a year yeah. to get that type of stuff out. Um, mm -hmm. And with Tesla, you know, it's they've been, been out been longer quite a than while. a year now, but yeah. but we haven't, we don't have any time, so we had to make judgment times oh. um, to do that. But what I find, I think you're right. It's not. It's a great idea, and they're you're, they're nice cars, but inside they're beautiful. Oh God, yeah. Um, and they're they're okay to work on. They're yeah. Not Easy, but they're not. Do they feel difficult. stable? Like do they feel like they're built like they could get in a car accident? And do they have a gigantic roll cage all, around the, the batteries? Those cars. Um, but I think you're right in the respect where they're we're not, not. We're about five years away because yeah. they're not. The problem is they're not affordable. They're out there. Well, the, the Model Three is, well, yeah, is now pre-sold. They're take off when average people can afford to buy them. Right. Well, I still, I mean, I'm still even concerned with them. I'm concerned, and the reason I asked is about the batteries that, I mean, you know, I know fuel tanks and batteries can be a disaster if there's an accident and, you know, and you end up with, uh, they get smushed and you get, you know, 
battery parts in your face, that would just be horrific. I think you get, you don't, you get electrocuted would be the big scare. Well, I don't think it would be electrocuted. I think it would be chemical issues and stuff like that. Yeah, you wouldn't have a fire. I don't think it would be a fire issue. And if it was an electrocution, yeah, you'd probably be dead because that's severe amperage. Right? Did, with the car, the Tesla that you two that you saw, were they like in a full-on head-on or were they like a ding no, offender? No, they were very minimal. Um, one was just a bumper job and the other one was a repair the quarter panel. I so I wonder like what they are when they get into like a full on like fuck me up car crash like yeah that I I have not seen yet. Huh? Well, and now we're I mean Karma has just just released it. They're back in the market now. Ooh. Tesla Karma. Do you remember the Fisker Fisker Karma? How the fuck right? old are you? I don't know Karma. Do you know Karma? No. Well, I just know a little bit more than you boys. Apparently, you're less stupider about cars than much me are. more less stupider. <laughs> Um, you know, so karma's, I, I, I heard it's karma that's coming, um, and that'll be part of the news, when we have our news section, because so it's news. news, and it's about a news stuff. Um, How did news come from? But the Tesla Model 3, that they haven't even built yet, I don't even know if they have a plant built to build the thing. And they're pre-selling them at $35,000 a pop. They look like a Mazda 3. Well, they look like a Mazda 3. They also look like a Model X that is three times, if not more, the price. The Model X is the new one that has the back doors that are gull wings. Yeah. I mean, to me, it, to me, it looks like Elon Musk is grasping at straws here and he's trying to figure out what to do. I mean, what's going to happen to the value of your Model S that you have now sitting in your garage that you paid $95,000 for and you bought that car only because it was an electric car. It's like how many Toyota Priuses or Prius, depends where you live, how you want to say it, how many of those things have sold only because they were a hybrid? Nobody else was going out to buy a little Toyota hatchback. They bought it because it's a... So they bought the Model S because it's an electric car. I don't. So now you can buy one looks. for a third of the price. The same car. Yeah. I don't think anybody bought a Prius for its looks. That's no, no, I mean. they only. They, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, they yeah, looked about as good as the Pontiac Aztec. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Aztec. Oh, that's an ugly. That's well, a, even the Volt. Like, why do they have to have that look? Why does electric cars have to have that look? True. I don't get I it. I don't know it why. Does, yeah. But it's marketing, I think obviously. one of the first ones that didn't have an ugly the leaf, look. The Leaf doesn't look like that, but it's still an ugly look. Yeah. Like, why does the future have to be ugly? I don't get it. Man, do you remember back in high school? I mean, I'd have to go back a little further, but, man, I'd go to the library and check out a book okay, on Cars right. of the Future. Oh man, the stuff that they had. They had libraries back in your day? They it's a place where you go and they have books. Thanks for clearing that up. Okay, I'm just <laughs> making sure you realize it, young prick. I had the internet. <laughs> yeah, I had the internet too. A few years after college. <laughs> and that was college where I went to school for computers. Okay, back to the top. What about Kias and like the cheaper Asian cars? So we got <coughs> Kias, Hondas. What other ones are there? Yeah, I mean, these Kias and Hyundais. I mean, I got to give these, them those I companies all the credit in the world. You go back and you look at the old Hyundai Pony in 1987, oh, whenever, whenever oh, it came out. I forgot about the Pony. Like, that did not, like, that name doesn't suit Can you believe that that Maybe manufacturer still right. exists? And as good as they are? That was the worst car ever. It was My dad horrific. Had one. A Pony? 
Yes. Oh, they were oh awful. He used it to go back and forth to work. And you know what? I think he really liked it. From what I heard, he never had much bad to say. Well, I... always started. I know your dad, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, you know, so those... those we told her not to. Are those new cars, those new Korean and stuff like that cars, are they being built as well as, say, the Japanese cars, the German cars, American close. cars? Yeah. Um, no, they're de they've definitely come a long way. But so is their price. Yes. Um, well, but so is their warranty. That's yeah. why I just love those cars. I don't own one. I don't think I would, but... My God, I love those car companies. They're doing it right, as far as I'm concerned. They're buy a car, drive it for ten years, and we'll warranty it That's for ten years. That's only Mitsubishi now, though. Nobody uh, else Hyundai, does Hyundai, Hyundai. They don't do it. it. My dad just bought one, so you check it out. Probably, I don't think well, it does. Well, it was quite a while ago. Now he bought it. I don't go to the dealers searching for cars, so I don't. Yeah, know. No, I, I don't think. Too busy any, I, When I was looking at cars, when I bought mine, Mitsubishi was the only one with ten years. Hyundai, Hyundai. Did and it. I think any manufacturer that can finance. For eight years, right? Should have to warranty that car for eight years. Oh, we you should only be able to totally finance yes, for the it. amount of time you can warranty it by, right? Yeah. Doesn't that make sense? Totally. Yeah, we just talked about that the other yeah, day. Yeah, put that the way, new Nissan pickup truck for it, anyways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like as long as you're making payments on that car, it's not you're not gonna have to pay for an engine. Yeah. Like that to me makes sense. Totally. If you're gonna make the price eighty thousand dollars for some cars, <laughs> you know where you have to pay that. Yeah. I don't know. Makes sense. Cool. All right, Carl. Thanks for coming out, Hank. Call, calling Hank. Thanks for being with us. That's stupid on. What are we called again? Stupid, stupid about, about cars. cars. That's what it is. No problem. Thanks for having me. No worries. We'll have you again. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm on the uh, bit busy on the Google. What are you trying to Google? No, I was just trying to see the, the average length of manufacturer warranties. Figured they've got to be a chart there. You know, uh, Mazda, Mazda's got it. Mazda's not bad, though. Five years, unlimited mileage. That's kind of nice. I got I to gotta say that. But if you can finance nice. a car for seven years, that car... Uh, yeah, I don't agree. Tesla's eight years, unlimited mileage. Of course, all the big, uh, big American ones all seem to be three years, 60,000. It's three years, 60,000 on some things, but it's five years, 100,000 on other things. Well, the Mitsubishi is 10 years, 160,000 yeah. kilometers. So really eight that's years. That's powertrain. That's really an eight-year warranty if you average 20,000 a year, right? And that's the average person does. 18,000, but I'd like to... I really think it should be 25,000. Well, the industry says 18,000. I thought you said 20,000. Well, the industry average is 18,000. I don't know why they make it 18,000. 20 is a lot easier. To be so honest with you, I'd go they 25. average like 30. So that's still only a five-year warranty. Uh, all right, boys. Shut that thing off, Bear. It's also interesting to note, body-wise, Audi, BMW, Mini, which is, of course, BMW, Porsche, Volkswagen, Mini. and Volvo, all have 12-year unlimited mileage rusty warranties. My uncle actually went to the BMW factory and saw what they do to the bodies. Like they dip them, they actually electric charge the bodies so they don't rust. Yeah. You know, when we put uh, new BMW, say, quarter panels on, end panels, um, they want them glued on, not welded on. 
Well, that's the new way. If you look at the new McLarens and Ferraris and Lamborghinis, everything's glued now. Do you know why? It's better, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yay me. Yes, we want to know why. Corrosion. There you go. Yeah. Well, you take metals, put them on top of each other, even okay. Especially treated metal, you're, you're, you're all of a sudden now getting rid of that treatment when you're welding it. But in a in lot of spot. times, too, right? Like, okay, when cars are, like you said, dipped, right? Well, um, coatings get in those cracks and get inside the, the panels, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when you, say, cut a quarter panel off or you... You know, or cut a rocker off, or stuff like that. Anytime you cut and weld a new panel on, you are possibly causing corrosion. Where you've, you know, you when you weld, you burn those coatings off. Sure. Right for you know a good inch across where you weld it on. Yeah. And um, if you don't get behind there, which we try our best to do, but sometimes it's not possible, always yeah. possible um, to put some sort of coating back on, so that it protects. And so they like from the interior side of it. Yeah, from the interior yeah, side, yeah, yeah. because the, the atmosphere, you know, things get hot, things get cold, the condensation yeah. builds, right? Yeah. Well, condensation builds inside those panels. Yeah. That's why they're coating them and dipping them, to keep condensation from getting in right. and starting to eat away yeah. and deteriorate the metal. But when you open that up and you don't coat it properly, that's what happens. Honestly, I'm trying to think now, like I, a lot of BMWs that are like, 1980, 1990, they're actually, the bodies, most of them are in decent shape. Hmm. Yeah, well, well, the older ones, they didn't so much glue on. Yeah. The newer ones, they but I'm do, just saying, but, like, they, but they those, tends you know, to those, be decent rust. We color. know, as, you know, I'm sure you lift cars up on a hoist, too, but you, you know, European cars come coated yeah. in waxy, Oh, when they're shipped over, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they they last, that's why they last longer than, like, Japanese cars. So on they that... they don't get coated like that, right? I, I remember that uh, 1987, I was working at another Cutley Volkswagen in, uh, <laughs> in, in Ontario, and I was, I mean, it was one of my first jobs ever as a wee lad, um, and the, the other guy that worked in the bay next to me, that's his job, was just stripping off that, uh, that shipping wax from the, when they come off the containers. It was, like, they've been doing that forever oh, and I ever. Would, I would never strip it off, leave it all off. Oh, no, on the, on the outside. It's on the outside oh, of the car, it? too. Oh. When it comes over, it's, you, it, it, the entire car is basically dipped in this stuff. So you strip off the stuff that's on the visible parts, off the wheels, the tires, the fenders, the hood, the windows, because it's on everything. Mm -hmm. Right, and then under the engine bay, it's all over the engine, so you have to take it off of the engine. Otherwise, when you're running the car, it'll, it'll burn off and it'll be smelly and nasty. So, you actually clean it all of that off. Now, that being said, I remember from my days in the car business, maybe a little later than, later than 1987, um, we bought a lot of junk cars. It was car wholesaling, it was buying and selling cars, and we bought a lot of trade ins and took a lot of really scrap piece of garbage cars and one thing that I noticed back then and I'll ask if you've noticed the same thing when it comes to rust control rust prevention we had all these companies in the world and one thing that I noticed the ones that had no rust on them or very little rust all had one particular brand sticker on the window and have you noticed that in your body days by chance no I haven't oh it would have been a really awesome story if you did He's trying to put a crown, crown rust-proofing. It's a crown. I, I put crown on my truck, and I only do it once. I don't do their whole program. I don't buy that BS. 
I want it sprayed on the car. You do it once every five or ten years. I've got no rust on my vehicle except for the bumper, and that's from I've chips. done for years crowns. Oh, have I you? I did a body shop where we did crowns. Yeah. And as an apprentice, I started out doing crowns. Oh, there you I've go. I've done tons of crowns. Oh, I would swear by crown too. I, I just, I'm so blown away. We never came across, we never in, the, in that particular shop came across cars that came in that had it. All right. Most times it was cars come in to get that. And you've got newer right? stuff too, right? That's yeah, coming and, in. So. Um, but yeah, I swear by it too. Swear about oh, that. I just I can't. You know what? I, you like can I said, buy that stuff from I don't. I don't do their whole program. Spray can, but we did it with a barrel, and you had to yeah, come in and yeah, the yeah, actually drill holes in yeah. the door. Yep. We had a like a like a five. It's a five gallon pail. Yeah. Full of plugs, all the same yeah. plugs. Yeah. You had the drill already set up, and you drill a hole, you feed the rod through. And yep. That's exactly and it. I don't do their whole program. I've had it done once. My truck's, what, 14 years old. The only rust on the truck is on the front bumper, and that's because it's full of chips. You, they yeah. missed your diff cover. They, they, they <laughs> might have missed my diff cover. Rust, missed, you know what? Cover. That was but I did bad. do leaf springs on that truck, and they did the U-bolts actually came undone. And if any mechanic And it's ever from worked, Ontario. Yeah, and yeah. lived in Whistler. Yeah. Like, this truck has been, like, the worst places for rust, and I undid the U-bolts with an air gun. That Easily. Is, that is pretty With the amazing. look of sheer amazement on your face, I, I might not. couldn't believe it. Yeah. So my last question for you, Colin. If you could have any four. car, money, no object, what's your car? New or old? You know what? I'm old school. It'd be a hot rod. Totally. Super B? Something I built myself. GTO Judge? I done the way I wanted. Well, what would, well but you've already got that. What? You've already got that. You've got the hot rod sitting under a cover. Oh. The truck. Oh, it's... I'm still working on that. Oh, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Right now, I'm going to buy you whatever you want right now. But you just have to tell me right now what it is. So it has to be a manufactured car? I, do, I am going to buy you a car. Whatever you car? want. I don't care. Whatever you want. I would pick a 30. It's not something you can sell Ford. or. Yeah, 30s Ford, all rod. 32, you mean? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 32 is the best, as far as I'm concerned. That was the, the frame, the outside of the frame was the outside of the body as well. Well, it's whether you had a high body or low body, right? Yeah, yeah but that well, was. Let's go suburban. Huh? Well, like a, like a, a 60s suburban, 50s suburban. Really? Like dream car. Yeah, oh, well, okay. Well, I mean, uh, so fifty. Like Bugatti, one Bugatti Veyron SS. You know, like one car. I don't. Those cars don't do nothing for me because nope. you can't drive them. True that. Like for me, I got two kids, a wife, mm. an old fifty-six. That's why I definitely have a two-seater. Or a suburban, like. Oh, your kids would be wrecking that in the back. Oh god! Yeah, I tow a boat with it. You know, like that's a good, useful truck. Cool. Put it yeah. like a, I wouldn't be stock. It'd be like totally done. Nice. That's what I would do. So 30s Ford and an old Suburban. It's pretty funny how everybody always goes old. Except the ladies. <laughs> Unless you got money. All right. Well, thanks for coming out.